funny. I wish I had merged it in time for that to be heard. Okay. Um, Yeah, I always channel my inner Bethany. I really willed that around. Uh (laughs) So I text you wanting to have this conversation because, like, as a black woman, I feel like there's almost always space for my anger. Like, over the last year, it seems like white people Uh at least get their bottom line in Black people kind of have a right to be mad at shit right now. But it doesn't feel like anti-racism efforts um, include anti-racism towards Asian people. It just feels like the awareness of anti-Asian sentiment and behaviors and violence isn't really recognized. So I give that long introduction to just ask, how are you doing and feeling in this moment? Yeah. Are you are is this recording? Is it working? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um man, you know, it's weird because like well, obviously it is true anti-Asian violence has increased over the last year. Mhm. Like statistically, it's like increased by like 150%. Yeah. Um and We've talked before about how, like, the sentiment against Asians can just flip really easily anytime mm-hmm. the country is going through some economic uncertainty or, like, there's a pandemic, for instance, and the president starts talking about the China flu, like, all of a sudden, right. like, that's the, that's the that's the flip side. Like right. It's like that's the flip side of being the model minority because you're still seen as, like, different. So mm-hmm. what's good today, it can just flip because you're always going to be – you're always not going to be long in some way. Mm-hmm. Um and you're always, like, sacrificial, right? Like, at any moment, white people can sacrifice you. Yeah. The weird thing is, like, you're talking about how anti-Asian violence hasn't been acknowledged over the past year. And I feel kind of like, I even feel like for Asians, including for me, like, I feel weird about acknowledging anti-Asian violence because I feel like we always say, like at least we don't have it as bad as black people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so t- because of that, like we're afraid to acknowledge the fact the the fact that like we are the target of racist violence because mm-hmm. we like especially like in activist circles. Like for me, like sometimes I'm afraid of like taking over the conversation. But isn't that's like the the core? That's like the Asian experience encapsulated in like a nutshell. Like I'm just afraid of taking up space. Mm-hmm. And I think being seen too closely, almost like right, exactly. Really see me, uh, they're not going to accept me, or maybe if they really see me, they're going to start treating us like black people, right? Lay low. Yeah, there's that fear. So I I feel weird about like this. Obviously, like what happened in Atlanta yesterday was horrible, and like for me, it's kind of it's kind of a like kind of driven me toward like a personal reckoning because I feel guilty about I, I've been thinking about like oh I haven't like over the past few episodes like I haven't said anything about the rising tide of anti-Asian violence and mm-hmm. like when it happened yesterday I was like now I'm gonna have to get into it and to an extent like I have to because it's tragic and horrible and sad but to another extent it's like I I feel kind of like I haven't been doing enough mm-hmm. um like last in our previous episode, which I guess is, I mean, not our previous, the episode that's going to come out uh, on Sunday, um, 
like I say to you and Johnny, like I feel pretty disconnected from like from the Asian community at large, and that mm-hmm. might be something I have to reckon with. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday happened, and I'm like, like, well, here's the reckoning. Like right. here, I here I am. Like I have all these feelings, and I have like I don't have a cool hub of people to talk to about it. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, because of that, like, I'm going to the vigil tonight, and um, I'm just, you know, I'm just processing a lot of these different emotions. Mm-hmm. Around, so it's like, yeah, this external thing of the violence that happened to the women at the um, at the massage salon, mm-hmm. um, and that's triggering something in you about how you navigate the world as an Asian person or navigate America as an Asian person. Yeah, for sure. The other part of me just kind of feels kind of depressed and sad Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I think a part of me was thinking like, Oh, once the pan, like once the pandemic calms down and we don't have the, you know, Trump blaming everything on China, things will kind of settle. Uh, and maybe it, 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 things will stop intensifying, I guess. And then something like this happens, and it's like, mm-hmm. these feelings don't go away. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, they're not going away. The anti-Asian sentiment is, is going to, it has such deep roots in the way America, like, sees itself and relates to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's always going to be right under the surface. Mm-hmm. And it's going to, like, it's going to burst out once in a while and then people are going to get killed because that's the country that we live in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just, it's, it's sad. Mm-hmm. And it's really scary. Like, I feel like as a black person, whenever I see the cops, like pull somebody over, especially a woman or like the woman that, um, last year, Tiana Jefferson or something. Mm-hmm where the cops did like a wellness check and she ended up dying. I always picture the ways in which the cops can kill me when that Mm -hmm. stuff happens. And I wonder if, if you feel that way, right? Like when as a white guy, maybe you'll be headed to court and a white guy will just pull up with a gun. Like, I don't know. I wonder what Mm -hmm. your, what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. I mean, anytime I've experienced overt racism, it has been just like a guy driving up in a, in a car. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I guess when I envision racist violence, that is kind of what I envision. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I was in, like, I was in Manhattan, Chinatown last weekend. And, like, part of what I was thinking as I was walking around was, like, a lot of hate crimes over the past year here. Um, uh, Like, I hope, like, you know, I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, what are you doing tonight in response to the violence? Yeah. I mean, I am going to go to the vigil at uh, 10th and Vine that Asian Americans United is putting on. Okay. I'm glad that AAU is doing something. I feel like you normally I don't hear about them and, unless they're doing something for the Lunar New Year or the Moon Festival or something. So I'm mm-hmm. glad they're putting together something. Uh, and a bunch of other organizations are too. If there's one thing I feel like Asians are bad at doing, it's like rallying or demonstrating just because I feel like we're just kind of afraid of getting in trouble all the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this things are, you know, things are bad when, uh, when Asians are, are fed up enough to start rallying. <laughs> I think 
something that I really appreciate about our friendship is that, like, I've been, in talking to you, I've been made more aware of how white supremacy affects both of us fairly equally, I would say, but just Mm -hmm. vastly different, right? So, like, yeah, that sounds like a trauma response to me. Like, if I just lay low long enough, if I don't bother people, if I don't make too much noise, I'll be okay. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so yeah. that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, I'm gl- glad that you're going out tonight. I wish that I could be there too, um, but I have self group, so. Yeah, no worries. I'll yeah. take pictures for the gram. <laughs> Do it for the gram. Yeah. All right, Andrew, that's all I have for you. Thanks for, right. thanks for chatting. Be safe. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye.